The poor unfortunate soul of a young girl who just wants to be part of your world and kiss the boy, but she's just stuck down under the sea. Hello and welcome to a new edition of this podcast because we've done these in the past when I was doing the With a Side of Franchise podcast. So this is the actual inaugural episode of Date Night. Date Night! Yeah, we've done a bunch of them in the past, but this is the first one under our actual podcast, Date Night. Uh, The reason we're changing it is just because these episodes have been extremely popular, some of my most downloaded episodes. Maybe it's because my girlfriend has one of the best personalities out there. I don't know. But <laughs> but we've decided to go ahead and move forward with this, actually. So we're going to continue to bring you episodes every week. But instead of doing franchises, we're going to actually just do we're gonna date nights. give you what you want. We're and gonna I'm going to be on the, on the line full time now, guys. <laughs> She's been promoted from my occasional guest and assistant to <laughs> co-host. Co-host! <laughs> so we hope that you... Will join us on this journey as we go through and have date nights and just talk about our experiences. And with the first ever date night episode, uh, Cass actually got to pick. So I'm going to let her take the floor and explain what we are doing and why she picked it. So if you didn't get what the movie is from my very inconspicuous cold open. That was a good vague open. It was very vague. You definitely didn't use any <laughs> lyrics from the songs. We, <laughs> we, if you didn't get it, shame on you. Also, not shame on you. No. I didn't get it. Shame on you. All right. <laughs> but yeah, this week we saw the long-anticipated, much-awaited, much-awaited The Little Mermaid. Yeah, the Disney live-action Little Mermaid. The latest live-action movie that we've gotten from them. Yes. I have to ask, I know that you're Disney. You love Disney movies, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever talked about like live-action adaptations before. How do you feel when you like... Because you grew up lo- loving these movies. Like, you yes. love Little Mermaid, you love Lion King, and you love Aladdin. And then you see Beauty and the Beast especially. You try to get mm-hmm. me to watch that movie all the time, and I just I just can't. But when you see these movies being updated and made live action and put out there, how do you feel about it? Because it's different for me, you know? Yeah. So, I... It, t- it tickles something within me. It tickles my inner child. So, you enjoy right? it when you see I it. I love them. Yeah. I love them. But... I must say, we have had our fair share of ones that I haven't liked. Which ones haven't you liked? I'm actually intrigued because I thought you liked them all. I like the ad- the live action adaptations that follow the original story. Mm-hmm. All the original music, like all of that. There was one released that did not follow the original story. Which one was that? Tea, and there was hardly any music. Mulan. Oh, yeah. we I remember that. So I was never a huge fan of that. And I remember the day it came out, you're like, let's watch it. Let's watch yes. it. And that was rough. I, I did not enjoy that movie at all. Yes. And I, I'm trying to think back on it. And I honestly don't think my favorite song from Mulan was in that movie. It's But we haven't watched it. To be fair, we haven't watched it since it came out. But I remember just looking over you because I was indifferent. I You know, I really liked Mulan growing up. But like a lot of ad- adaptations, I'm just always like really indifferent. But I remember looking over at you and you just being like, really disappointed like you looked disappointed throughout the whole thing because you you have to admit you love belting out the songs yes while we're watching them that's half the fun you get is oh like my belting god yeah out. like i'm the type of girl that's gonna put on the disney playlist in the car and just sing oh god don't I disney know it. songs don't i know it all right um i'm actually checking because i wanted to see i'm looking at the mulan soundtrack from the 2020 live action mulan to make sure that the song that is my favorite song wasn't in it and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. So my favorite song, and I'm sure a lot of people's favorite song from Mulan, I'll Make a Man Out of You. That wasn't in it? It wasn't in it. Oh. And I I remember that because that is the song, like, when that song comes on, I am singing every single part, the deep parts, the high parts. Like, I'm singing it mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in there. And mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. I used to sing that in the car with my mom in my 20s. Yeah. I don't remember anything about the movie except for it feeling like it was dark it lost its whimsical nature. yeah it wasn't like a happy yeah disney movie like it was a dark adaptation I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain about what happens in that movie and i feel like the entire story is vastly different yeah yeah okay just making sure because like i actually don't remember shit from the live action outside of like being outside of being disappointed being like this is nothing like mulan yeah mulan's a badass 
That whole movie yeah. was amazing. And then the, the live action was just... Were there any songs in the live action? I don't remember. Did they sing it all? I honestly don't think it was like... Maybe there was like songs in the background. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was like any like big musical numbers. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of like the whole thing with these Disney movies that have to be like those musical yeah. numbers. Like that is... That's it for me. Like that's like... I literally just listened to the Little Mermaid soundtrack on the way home from the movies. Like that, And to the movies. We listened that... to the cartoon one. And on the way home we listened to the live action one. Because yeah. I refused to let her listen to the live action one before we got there. I was yeah. like, no. We can't. So the songs are just like... They do it for me. Like Encanto. When Encanto yeah. just came out. Like those songs were playing on repeat in the car. So yeah. The live action adaptations are mostly great if they stick to the storyline of the original movies Mm -hmm. and they have the original songs yeah i am of the opposite camp i don't like the live action adaptations nearly live action adaptations nearly as much and that's partly because they're always so bloated they add so much shit to these movies little mermaid's gotta only be like 93 minutes long and it's two hours and 15 minutes with the live action get the fuck out of here we didn't need that (laughs) we didn't need half that shit i really they really didn't add that much though like i'm trying to think of things that happened that weren't from the original one they clearly had to because it's two hours and 15 minutes (sighs) but it all was exactly the same i wouldn't know i haven't seen the movie in a long time so we're gonna go ahead and jump into our very first section that is, obviously, if you've listened to past Date Night episodes when I was doing the With a Side of Franchise podcast, you know, we kind of go over the trailers that we saw and Cass gives us whether she would watch it or skip it. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that now. <laughs> this is your Bible, everyone. You broke the rules. You went to the above world. A man was drowning. I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just want to know more about them. Ariel! child i can help you you can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself is that even possible (laughs) it's what i live for (laughs) okay so we did get a i think like six trailers it was 20 minutes of trailers Mm -hmm. we got 20 minutes of trailers which in this movie kind of worked because the theater we went to was imax and it was well over 100 and something seats and it was packed. Yeah. So the longer the trailers played, I was like kind of okay with that. Because no one was walking in in the middle of the movie. They were yeah. all getting settled in. And, and to be fair, it was a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into that in a minute just because I want, I want to touch on that for just a second. But we did see a bunch of trailers. But we have talked about them in the past. So we're going to skip the ones we have talked about and jump into the three new trailers that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And the first one was White Bird. That's a watch for me. That looks really interesting. That looks intense, yeah. man. It's uh, if you don't know, just real quick, the it's about a woman who has to teach her grandson about how she grew up in Nazi Germany as a Jewish person, mm-hmm. and how one boy's help uh, basically kept her alive. Yeah. Is what I'm getting from it. The trailer looks like it's gonna shatter you already. Like you yeah. watch that trailer and you know, okay, I'm gonna go be broken. I'm, I can't wait to be broken watching yeah, that. It like, looks really good. It does. I leaned over to her because I've seen the trailer a bunch of times, and I was like, this. This, this trailer actually looks good. And I will say, it doesn't. the trailer doesn't give away too much. I like that. The no, trailer yeah. is actually like, it's kind of long. It's about two minutes, a little over two minutes. But it was it just felt tight. You still have no idea like what actually like happens. Right, right. Whereas uh, the next one we're going to talk about, I couldn't stand how long it was and truly don't think they needed to make it as long as, as the trailer was. But it's uh, Rudy Gilman, The Kraken Story. Yeah, I'll watch that one just because it's a Disney movie. Like, I'll watch all of those mm-hmm. animated Disney movies. I thought it was funny that they were like, mermaids are evil as we're sitting there watching I The Little know. Mermaid. The mermaids like, are yeah, evil. What a, what a time to pick to play this trailer. But, <laughs> and the, cra- is it Krakens? The Krakens, yeah. And the Krakens aren't. <laughs> the Krakens are the good ones that are protecting the people from the, the mermaids and shit, which is just hilarious. But that trailer was just so long. Like, didn't need half that shit. Pretty sure they showed I'm the ending, like, too. I'm also, very confused with that a little bit because... Obviously, this person, Rudy Rudy Gilman. Rudy Gilman. She's walking around like a blue fish in the streets, and she's the only one. Yeah, she's got gills. I'm like, everyone else is just a normal human being, mm-hmm. and they're not questioning that this girl is blue and has like like fins, fins on the on side her of her. Yeah, I was gonna say her I'm ears like, were fins. She's the only one. Like, I would get if there's like multiple of them walking around. Right. But she. <laughs> I am curious, but it could have been that. No, because it was in the hallway where we saw her. Because I was going to say, what if it was just in the bathroom with the mermaid scene? But I'm pretty sure no, she had... No, it's the entire time. Yeah, because uh, I'm thinking when they were in the hallway and she says, Alja Bay. Yeah. She had those fucking gill ears. It was just weird. I was like, this is just... I, like, no I will watch it. This? 
I will watch it. It does look interesting, but I was just like, this trailer is. Way I hope too they fucking explain long. that. Like, yeah, is it like movie. accepted that like this he... like, is this culture just like yeah we have krakens that walk around. It's cool, dude. Like, we have fish don't be, people. Don't be prejudiced, bro. The last trailer we have is for the Disney 100th anniversary, uh, and it is called Wish: A Century in the Making. That one looked cute. Not one I'm necessarily excited for, but I'll watch it. For me, that one was like, it was kind of weird because I have no clue what that fucking movie is about. The trailer was <laughs> well over two minutes and I could not tell you the plot synopsis for that movie. Yeah, and I honestly, I was watching it and it honestly to me looked like the animation had like regressed. I knew you were going to say that. People are digging that style of animation right now. Yeah, like it wasn't like the Disney animation we're getting nowadays is like, yes, they still look animated. They still look like people. But they have like detail, like such detail. And these people. You are, you're basically like, it's like comic book style. Yeah. The, in this movie animation. Wish, it's like the, the detail is just not there. You just have animated characters. And I'm really loving the detail that they're putting into these movies nowadays. But you don't like the detail in this one? No. Yeah. It was okay, regressed. Like it doesn't look as detailed. If you've seen Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, it kind of reminds me of that animation style, but toned, like more tamed, I guess. I, I could see where the, uh, I can see where that would appeal to a lot of people. I enjoy it, but it like I could see how people would be turned off by that. It's a very specific animation style, and it does it doesn't like, it's not like mainstream fit in yet. Like that style isn't like captivating audiences yet. And I hope it does because yeah, I like I enjoy it. Well, to me, it just looks older. Like it looks like it's not as advanced. Yeah, kind of reminds you of like some CGI like computer animation shit you'd see in like the nineties. <laughs> So, uh, before we jump into our thoughts, I do, we like to talk about our theater experience when we go to the theater and this one was different and (laughs) I, I enjoyed the energy in there and I'm going to just start off by saying that the theater was packed. It was, it was packed. packed. We went on Memorial Day. It's a holiday. People are off. Kids are out of school. Yeah. And there's something to do for two and a half hours. And it's kind of crappy. Like the weather here today is like, it's raining, raining and crappy. So it's like. What are we going to do today? Let's bring the kids to the movies. Right. And the theater, this, the theater we were in was well over 100 seats and it was yeah. almost we sold saw out. An, we saw it in IMAX. An IMAX theater, yeah. So tons of seats, almost sold out. So we're sitting like, you know, right on top of each other. And the energy in it, the energy in the audience was amazing. That's the audience I want to watch movies with. Yeah. Like that, this audience was so engrossed in the movie that. Some people were actually singing the lyrics, but not, like, over the top of the actual, like, uh, what's her name? Halle Bailey, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, not over Halle Bailey or anyone else that was singing. And okay, me. <laughs> AKA Cass did. She, she, does, she does, you did, you did it in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 where you're like, run! You're like, you just started screaming out like you forgot where you were. But, yeah, people were like, it wasn't like a distracting level. There was like a hum that was going on between people like getting up. Because every time someone sat down, someone was getting up to go to the bathroom. It's expected when the theater is that big. Also kids. Tons and tons and tons of kids, obviously. And their parents. So like there's always like a quiet hum that was like below the surface mm-hmm. here. But the audience was so game. Yes. They wanted to like this movie. So people were clapping. Throughout, like, uh, towards the end of the movie, there was, like, literally a standing ovation almost. People were like, yeah, yeah. they're, like, like clapping. Yeah, they're, like, cheering and shit. That was awesome. Then there's a scene specifically where I'll get into a little later. It's my favorite scene where Scuttlebutt comes in and starts, like, it's rapping. Scuttle, Scuttle. Well, Scuttle, Scuttlebutt. right, but Scuttlebutt is, like, the song that it sings, and, and it's the bird Scuttle, and she's, like, rapping. And this little girl, like, in the front row just stood up and started, like, throwing her hands around. And I was like, she's having the time of her <laughs> life. Plus, any joke that was made... Everybody in the theater yeah. was cracking up. It was just like, that's the energy I want when I go to the theaters. You know what I mean? If it's packed, let's have fun. Right. Well, it's Disney energy. Like, there was a bunch of, like, little girls there. Yes. Watching this princess movie. And yep. they're all, like, just engrossed with, like, the magic of it. And, yep. like, it just brings out, like, the little girl in all of us. Right, and, babe? Yeah, the little girl <laughs> buried deep down inside. But I do also appreciate, like, I really did enjoy the energy because there were... As I pointed out to Cass, there was this group of girls, it was like three or four of them that got to the theater and their mom was sitting like eight, like six rows in front of them. And she was like, you guys going to be okay? And the girls were like, yeah. So you can tell this was like a big moment for them. They get to like be alone, quote unquote, in the theater and watch this movie sort of like adults. And I think the energy that comes with just the excitement of doing that, mm-hmm. bleeding into a story that they know they're going to love mm-hmm. with fun energy. The movie had such fun energy. Yeah. Like you want, it oozed fun. This movie oozed fun. Mm-hmm. And I think 
it just radiated with the audience because everyone was just like raring to go. Everyone was having a blast. People all around us were just like, I mean, losing it. And a big thing for me is when people talk during movies, it's just fucking frustrating. And in this, it was so adorable because all the people talking were just like little kids. And this little girl next to us looked at her daddy and goes, spoilers, by the way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So spoilers from this point on, be ready. (laughs) Uh, This little girl looks at her daddy and goes, oh no, is he dead daddy? When Trident gets pretty much eviscerated. Yeah. And she just sounded so defeated. And then when he came back, she's like, mommy, he's back. And it's like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I love that. That's, That's not his name, babe. His name is not Trident. He has a Trident, but his name is not Trident. Right. Okay, well, to be fair, I thought his name was Poseidon until <laughs> you did, until we got there, okay? I Also, that was one thing. Uh, we'll, I'll save that for the thoughts. That bleeds into the thoughts. I'll save that for later. <laughs> but I just really liked the energy that everyone had, and it's it King, was fun. It's King Triton. Triton, yeah. Triton. That's his name. <laughs> but I just think the energy is what I look like. When I go to the movies, and it's sold out like this, these blockbuster movies... Because I go to the movies three times a week. Yeah. And a lot of the times I go, it is me and three other people at max. Mm-hmm. And the energy isn't always there because it's four people in a dark room <laughs> together. The energy is here when you've got... How many groups did we see come in that were like 15 people? There was a, a family that took up like six rows in one section and then behind them another six rows. And they were like related somehow. And I was like, this is what I'm talking... Like, this yeah. is the energy I want when we come here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one was being a dick. It was all just good fun. You also like... You see all the little girls like walking walking in in their aerial little yeah. mermaid dresses. <laughs> yeah. it's super just cute. like... Wow. Like, yeah. they're they're so excited to be here. Like, this is a big thing for them. Like, we go to the movies a lot. All the time. So the movies for us, for me, is not that exciting right. anymore. But for these young girls that, like, probably never go to the movies and their parents are like, we're going to take you to see The Little Mermaid. It's well, like fucking Disney. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you can swear. Fuck it, man. I feel wrong swearing to <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> right. I forgot. This is Little Mermaid. Maybe we shouldn't like, swear. It's like Disney World for them. Like, yeah. it's a piece of Disney World. And they're like, we're going to see The Little Mermaid. And you can tell it's families, too, that don't go all the time because we're talking about the people in front of us it was a family of six or seven yeah and it's four ex- of them it's were little girls to go to the movies it's very expensive and it's four little girls and then like three adults and each of them had their own soda their own little snack yeah. popcorn and it's like, like you could tell event. this this is an event this is an outing for them they're having a blast <laughs> and it was just fun to be a little part of that i also think yet again just like with super mario we were the only two there that didn't have children no, we were not. You saw people that didn't have kids yeah. there? Yeah. I didn't see any. The I was people like, next to me on my right were just like an older couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't see them. I could only see like, again, I didn't want to look like, you know, I, I wanted to look around to see how many people were in there, but I didn't want to like, yeah. people to be like, this guy's being fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There <laughs> were, most of them were families. Most of them were a bunch yeah. of girls, little girls and their mom. Yeah. But there was other people in there. Okay, cool. I didn't see, I didn't, that's why, I, you know, I just didn't see any, uh, but I did have a good time. Um, like people forget when these movies come out for us, these new live like adaptations, like that's huge for us girls that all watch like mm-hmm. the princess movies. Like those are, those movies are for us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So let's go ahead. And in this next section, we're going to talk about what we like, what we didn't like. And these are our thoughts on the little mermaid. Yes. Okay, so in this section here, uh, these are our thoughts. We're going to go under the sea now. We're going to get like deep down let's in there. Let's go under the sea, Let's go sea, under the sea. Baby. Let's get deep down in there. Let's go visit Ursula, see what she's up to. I love Ursula. Let's one thing, a little wet. One thing I... <laughs> Jesus. If we're going to get wet, let me say this real quick. Uh, uh, I have to admit something about Ursula. Yeah. Growing up, had a fat old crush on her. Yeah. Mega crush. <laughs> Mega crush. So I owned Little Mermaid on VHS. You're so... Weirdest little kid. And uh, so just for reference. His other, you know his celebrity crush going up? <laughs> Queen Latifah. I had a fucking huge what crush What little on boy Latifah. do you know his crush was Queen Latifah? I used to have such a mega crush on her that it wasn't even funny. <laughs> and I remember growing up, I would, I, had, I owned Little Mermaid on VHS. Don't ever remember buying it. It was just in the house. So don't know how that happened. But it was in the house and I would watch it. But I would watch up to where Ursula shows up and does her big song. And then I'd rewind it back and watch up to that point again. Because I just loved Ursula so much. Need to say, still have a crush on her decades later. Well, oh Watching yeah. Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy. She was just like 
powerful and hot. And I was like, Jesus, I love man. Melissa like, that woman can do no wrong in my eyes, even as the evil witch of the sea. Yeah, even as the that she she was so I funny. I was still rude for a little bit. She, me too. <laughs> Partly, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let, let the sea hag be the queen for a little bit. I don't know. That scene where she's like, uh, oh, everyone calls you a witch. And she's like fading out of this. So she sends her like eels. And they have like they're like spinning in the water, and it creates this image of Ursula. And Ariel's like, "Dad said you're a witch," but she the image is like fading, and then it comes back powerful, and she's like, "What'd you say?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like she's even funny in this role. Yeah. Where Ursula isn't supposed to be like she's not supposed to be funny. She's not supposed to be funny. She's supposed to be scary, which she was. But I think she was also just like Melissa McCarthy's yeah. energy is just like exudes. Laugh at me. Like, laugh with me, people. And you just have to. Yeah. But also, I don't want to feel like... Like, I, I wasn't throwing shade on Queen Latifah. No. <laughs> like, I just got to go backtrack on that. Like, oh, God. Not, like, I feel like Queen Latifah, she's a very attractive woman for, like, older, mature men. Not for little 10-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I saw Queen Latifah, I was eight. And immediately, I was like, I want to marry that woman. <laughs> but, I had yeah. such a crush on her. I don't even remember how the first time I saw her was. I just saw her and I was like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one for me. But, yeah, Melissa McCarthy... Is my favorite actress. She's hilarious in this role. She was good. But I do think the best, my favorite character in this whole thing is Sebastian. Sebastian? Sebastian. I I thought you were going to say Scuttle. David Diggs plays Sebastian in this and just nails that accent. And he, everything he said was just joke after joke after joke. And it was so funny, man. He was hilarious. I don't remember Sebastian being funny in the original one. Not really. He's kind of just a crotchety old yeah, crab. Yeah, he's just like, he's sort of like the, so I like to compare this a lot to the Lion King because it's essentially the same goddamn story. Yeah. Uh, even like, what's that bird that flies around and follows Simba all over the place? You know what I mean? The the, the toucan bird that hit- I don't know if they ha- that bird has a name. Yeah. He never talks to him, does he? Yeah, I think he does. He talks to Simba. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's always the one that's, he sings that song like, I can't wait to be king. And he's the one there with him singing when he sings that song. But I feel oh, like oh, I know who you're yeah, talking. Oh my I, god, I, for, I can't believe I forgot that. Bird. But I feel like Sebastian is that character, and he's like the right hand man. To, yeah, to Triton. To, Triton. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> the bird from the Lion King. Babe. Oh, oh, oh. He's the right hand man to um, Mufasa. Yeah. I forgot about the fucking bird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that he's like that character. And he's not funny in, like, The Lion King, but in Little Mermaid, the Sebastian character is, the, like, right-hand man character is fucking yeah. hilarious. It just, they nail it. Yeah. And the balance of Aquafina being, like, scuttled. Oh, my God. The so Perfect funny. casting with Perfect casting. We were actually talking about that on the way home. Like, Aquafina is just, like, so good at playing, like, that idiot. Yeah. And her voice is unique. Yeah, it's grating. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. But her voice is, it's screechy. Like, it's yeah. screechy like you would think a bird's voice would be. Yeah. And she's just, she's just hilarious in everything she does. So. I also, I think that uh, she's, she's a good, com- she, this is funny, she's a confident idiot. And that works yeah. in everything. Because every character she plays, she's like overly confident, yeah. but is very dumb. And she plays that role so fucking well. Very good. So well. Plus her voice, like to be the bird when she squawks. Because she has to make the squawking sounds. It just, it's perfect. She like is me- meant to play a bird. Yeah. She was good. <laughs> so over, like, what are some of the, your thoughts on this movie? Do you have anything like, specific that you want to talk about? Yeah. So I loved the music. Yeah. I have to agree. Ha- uh, Hallie. I keep wanting to say Haley, Haley. but it's, it's, is it Hallie? Hallie Bailey. Hallie Bailey. Her voice is It's beautiful. Exquisite. I, I mean, it was hard for me. So... I, I have to say that's a negative for me overall is like how powerful and great she was. No one even held the candle close to her. Real, I thought um, Prince Eric had a nice voice too. I hated it. I was like, this is, I literally zoned out when he was like on the ship singing about like, he needs to find Ariel. I was like, dude, just shut really? up, please. See, I thought his voice was like, it definitely wasn't like super like Disney prince, princessy. Like it wasn't like that, but I felt like it was like, like poppy. Like mm-hmm. he had like a good pop voice. Mm-hmm. I just could like. I think Bailey for me was just so strong, so powerful. Like yeah. it just everyone else around her. I just was like, can we just get back to to her singing? Yeah. And the only reason it didn't bother me when like Aquafina would sing is because it's not meant yeah. to be all that great. She's not it's, like, it's just like really funny. But yeah, Aquafina rapped. Yeah, she rapped. She did rap, but she also sang in that kiss kiss the girl oh. song <laughs> very faintly. But I yeah. do I do have to say I think that uh, the music in this was exquisite. It was Great. really nice. I don't know the songs from the OG one. Were there any songs that you like specifically remember from the OG one that were missing or something? Mm, or did they no. nail them all? They got them all in yeah. there. Yeah. 
any original like what were there any new songs either on this like the I don't, scuttlebutt i don't think that song was in it scuttlebutt obviously they had yeah. that was obviously brand new there's no way that was in the and i don't <laughs> think i one. don't think the song prince eric sang was in it either on the boat when he's like yeah. looking for it so that scene took me out of the movie entirely i zoned out for that whole scene could not have cared less i liked that scene. i just like it just bummed me out i was like this scene could have been cut out completely <laughs> no one else could have been cut out completely Good scene because it was scary. Ter- I have a deep-rooted fear of being in the water. I don't like being in water. I don't like being underwater. I don't like watching things that take place underwater. It's terrifying to me. The scene with the shark <laughs> coming after and hunting Ariel and Flounder in the very beginning would traumatize me if I was a kid watching that movie. I'm trying to think. I feel like that happened in the... In the- it does? feel like that happened i feel like i feel like we probably should have checked out the original one before oh, we went and saw this one just to be able to compare <laughs> them compare them but yeah. i did see a thing i did see a bunch of reviews that were like please don't watch the original before you see this because it'll ruin this for you uh huh. i do wish we had checked it out maybe just for like reference but i will say i don't remember that happening again i don't have a great recollection yeah. of that movie i just wish that role I, I did enjoy how scary it was it was a little scary a little heart pounding especially if you're a kid yeah. but i just didn't see the need for it to be in the movie it just added yeah. an extra 10 minutes that we could have yeah. cut out. This movie, just for reference, a big gripe with me is that movies don't need to be as long as they are. And this movie is two hours and 15 minutes. If you cut out some chunks, I was literally going through the movie and I was like, I'd cut this, I'd cut this, I'd cut but, this. And it would have been most likely an hour and 50 minutes. That's more digestible to me. But I think like that's necessary for them to like show like the dangers. Of, like She's not supposed to be there. Like mm-hmm. That's a dangerous part of the sea. She's out of try triton's reach you won't have me saying trident um, <laughs> i'm gonna get you to say it she's out of his it. reach like she's still like pushing the boundaries like even though she's not out of the sea like she pushes the boundaries even under the sea that's a great point i actually didn't think of that i did not think of it from that perspective of like this is just to show you how daring ariel yeah. is regardless of the danger right like that works i, even, I, I appreciate like, it now and, like yeah. so yeah. like tri- triton you're gonna be uh, saying Triton, Triton the whole time, man. Triton is it's like not a chewing gum. So, his name is Triton. Yeah, he, his name is Triton. Like my brother's betta fish when we were little. Your your brother had a betta fish named Triton. Yeah. Is it fro- is it because the Little Mermaid? I don't know. <laughs> I had a hermit crab once, and his name was Torax. So there's that for you. Oh. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> um, Bonus points if you can tell me how I came up with the name Torax. There is a reason why it's named Torax, and any boy who is in middle school, circa like 2007 to like 2009, would probably get that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Triton is like so so afraid of like the dangers out of the sea that like that's all he's worried about he's like you can't go up there like it's dangerous it's dangerous it's dangerous but i think it shows like it's dangerous anywhere yeah like any place you go has its dangers the danger i i i I, this is fun for me because this is why i like talking to you about movies because i didn't see it from that perspective at all yeah i like that because it also shows that triton no matter how much he tries to protect ariel there's always a danger because he right as we know the whole movie is pretty much about him like just like death grip on her, refusing to let her go, and even when he is, even when she, he is in the sea and she is with him, there's still dangers, and you right. just kind of have to let let go and let them figure it out for themselves. Do the best you can to teach them and protect them, but at a certain point, you have to let them go because even under the sea, she's in danger. Right, and you see, like in the whole movie, the only time she was ever in danger is when she was in the ocean. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's not in danger on land. The only no. reason she's in danger on land is technically because... Because of Ursula. Ursula coming on the land and coming back. Which, does that happen in the original movie? Yeah. She, okay, she does. Yeah. She goes on... So, for reference, this is what I was talking about. Ursula shows up on land as, like, a different person. She has, like, a different body. Yeah. That happens in the OG one. Yeah. I need to watch that movie again because I don't remember shit. You know what I do remember, though? <laughs> I do remember waking up one morning. This is totally off topic. I woke up one morning. It was like 2 in the morning and I had Disney Channel on. And they used to play these Little Mermaid TV show episodes. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where Flounder becomes a werefish. Scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid. For some reason, anytime anyone brings up Little Mermaid, I just remember Flounder becoming a werefish and me being absolutely terrified. <laughs> like a werewolf fish? Yeah, it's a werewolf, but he's like a werefish. That's what they call him. Flounder gets bit by a werefish and he becomes a werefish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Ariel's got to save him. Only fucking thing I remember about that show. Yeah. Couldn't tell you anything else. Mm-hmm. Or about the original movie. I just like, for some reason, it stuck with me. It terrified me as a kid. Again, probably why I didn't go swimming. Yeah. Wear a fisher down there. <laughs> but 
but yeah, I, I really liked the movie. I felt, I feel like it followed the original plot, like almost to a T. Mm-hmm. All the music was amazing. The visual effects, like when they were singing Under the Sea. Exquisite. And like, Beautiful. It looked, that's another thing I want to I say. A lot of, read a, a, I read a lot of reviews. Slow down. I read a lot of reviews <laughs> that were saying that the cinematography in this was okay. But when you're underwater, it's very difficult to see what's going on because it is dark in a lot of the scenes. Two things. One, agree. It is very dark in some scenes. Two, I think it's specifically done to make the water murky and dark and yeah. hard to see. When we're when she's in the area she's not supposed to be, you notice that? Yeah. It's always when she's in areas she's not supposed to be. You know, when she's with Ursula, when she's at the shipwreck. These are moments that it's supposed to be difficult to see because she's in a dangerous area. Uh-huh. And it also heightens the atmosphere around it of being eerie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's not like... Yeah, it was. A, I would have preferred to see a more in-depth look at Ursula's castle because it looked like some sort of creature's skull and like skeleton. But we didn't yeah, get a good it look. Like a huge, like either like a. But it had like, like a hands. Why am I thinking of dragon dinosaur? Dinosaur, <laughs> <laughs> like an old sea dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, and I think probably that's what it is. But I would have liked a more clear look at that. Although I think it was the right choice not to because it does show you this is how it is dark. It's hard to see down here. It's supposed to be a little eerie, a little creepy. You're not supposed to have these clear views or it wouldn't be so scary. You know what I mean? They would just go down there. So that complaint to me is, although a little valid, you got to remember atmosphere and what they're trying to go for in these moments. You're in the depth, dark areas of the ocean. And he tells her to stay away from the dark parts. That's where the bad things are. Exactly. Which part the Triton isn't in control of. out of the sea, like in the dark areas yeah. that's where the bad things are. exactly i also would like to say that when it counted the lighting was perfect because yeah. when they first go under the sea and you get a look at like i think it was a mackerel or something that comes around the corner uh, out of the reef to like surprise you it looks real then you get under the sea and they're doing that number under the sea hmm. beautiful how could like they, when it mattered the lighting was perfect yeah. The lighting enhanced the mood when it's supposed to, and it also just like showed off the amazing visual effects. I kept thinking, how did they get this? How did they yeah. get Haley Bailey? That was her name, Haley Bailey, Hallie Bailey. I'm Hallie. gonna keep asking you. I'm just gonna Hallie. call Haley Bailey. I'm calling her Bailey from now on because I just <laughs> don't want to sound like an idiot. So Bailey, uh, when she would like fall onto you could just the call jelly, her Ariel. I could, I could call her Ariel. That's her <laughs> fucking name. Um, when Ariel like bounces off the jellyfish like their pillows and shit. I just kept thinking, like, how did they get that? Yeah. How did they make it look like that? Oh, I, the, the I love the behind-the-scenes shit on that. With the turtles crawling on the sand, that was beautiful. And she's, like, hopping up. Yeah. Turtles. That number was probably one of the best scenes in the entire movie. Yeah. Hands down. Because oh it looked God. great. Yeah, because it was, like, the most, like, involved with, like, the ocean creatures. Yeah. It looked it looked perfect. And I don't, I, I don't love how real everything looks all the time in these <laughs> movies. Because it's, like, the whole point is to make it cartoony. And it killed me with Lion King the first time I watched it to be, like... First time I actually watched Lion King, didn't make it all the way through. Because I was like, these lions are way too realistic for me. See, I feel like this one did look cartoony a little bit, though. You did? Like, everything was so bright. Like, all of the things were, like, vibrant colors. Well, a healthy coral probably should look like that, Yeah, and, like, even, like, Sebastian, like, he looked a little cartoonish with, like, his His, his He was the only... In my opinion, Sebastian was the only one that looked cartoonish because of his eyes. Flounder was terrifying. Too too real. Terrifying. Yeah. I think his name, was it Jacob Tremblay? I'm going to look that up. I think it was Jacob Tremblay who played him. And I'm kind of disappointed because I really like Jacob Tremblay and I was like expecting more and he's like not really that involved. Fla- yeah, so Flounder actually, I feel like he took a back seat in this movie. Massively. Like he had good moments, like funny, cute moments in the original Little Mermaid. And this one, like, where was Flounder? Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of like, I felt, that's what I was going to say is I felt like he took a massive back seat to Scuttle. Scuttle yeah. became more, way more important, I think. It was important in the OG one. I remember him being around a lot. But to me, it felt like Flounder was her best friend. Yeah. And then he's just gone for 90 minutes of the movie. This movie's mm-hmm. two hours and 15 minutes long, and he's just not there. Yeah. A lot of the time, they're referencing him, too. They're like, oh, Flounder caught me up. We didn't even see it. So a lot of the things they're referencing in the movie, like, Flounder did this, Flounder did that. We don't even get to see it, which, fine, cut it, because this movie's way too long as it is. But, like, <laughs> I just felt disappointed, because I love Jacob Tremblay. Like, he's a funny actor. Yeah. Great voice. But to have someone like that big and not use them... As much, and he's not that big, but I mean, to have someone like him and not use him all that much, it kind of hurt. Yeah. And I and he will wasn't say, like a cute, like Flounder was cute. Yeah, he was cute. And this one, he was not he was, a cute fish. He, he was, was like a fat, chubby little guy, and you were like, or you were like, grab his fins, like dance with them. Like, this yeah. was just like a gross looking real fish, and I was like, get this out of my face. <laughs> I, I don't like fish. 
All right. Like I had a traumatizing experience when I was a child and a fish. <laughs> I have never heard this. Yes, story. you have. I have. I was fishing with my little tweety, tweety bird pole. Uh-huh. We were camping and I caught a fish and I was reeling and I was reeling and I was reeling and I was reeling and I look over the edge to see and the fish jumped up. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me and I put down my fishing pole with the fish still on it. Oh god. And said, I all done. I go back to camp now. <laughs> That's funny as and fuck. And so to this day, like fish just creep me out. Like I will go fishing, but I am not touching the fish. The, fish. Yeah, that's the way their bodies move when you're like trying to take like a hook out of them or like hold, like you know. Well, it's I the just, death throws, man. <laughs> I don't like I don't like fish, and so flounder was just too fishy for me. He was re- he was like hyper realistic, and although all of them did, he, I think like you said, you know what? Now that I say, now that I think that. When we did see the fish, it was only very brief. Like, they were never, like, cameras pointed on them, locked on them while they were talking for so long. It was, like, quick little, like, oh, fish swimming by, fish swimming by. And then the fish made uh, Triton's cape. Yeah. So that was cool. We never lingered on the fish. We lingered on Flounder a lot. When he was yeah. on screen, they, like, lingered on him. And it was really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, really like, creepy. his colors just weren't bright, bright Yeah, enough. they were like, dull. Flounder was blue and yellow. And it was vibrant. And, and it I, was, like, they just, like, t- it was too... Accurate, like he was just dull. Yeah, it's like, hey man, this is also still a Disney movie, and you can go ahead and make him look a little cartoonish. Yeah, I like a mind. cute I little minded. fish. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded if he looked a little less realistic and a little more chubby and had a little bit more screen time. Yeah. I like Flounder. I was looking forward to like a lot of Flounder. I was also looking forward to a lot of Melissa McCarthy while she was on the screen. She was fantastic, but I think I wish we'd seen more of her. I'm also yeah, just like biased because I'm, like, I'm in that love with her, but like. The movie. Yeah, it does. No, it absolutely does. I just think when you get a name like oh, Melissa McCarthy, you got to use that name. The one thing that I missed from this movie that was in the original movie is like, there's a scene where like Ursula is like down in her little cave, and I think it's when she's singing the Poor, Poor Unfortunate Souls. Souls, and she's like using things from the sea to like do her makeup. Yeah, a lot. Like, I do remember that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, love it. that. Scene. They didn't do it in this. And the, yeah, they no, didn't I, do it. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually was waiting for that because you see her grab the. See an enemy and like something smack her leg smacks it and like pops out this like liquid and you're like oh cool we're gonna get yeah, to see her like so she held out like moisturizer from the sea an enemy or whatever yeah but like and that one she was like squeezing things and like doing her makeup she like, was using cross like, like shrimp or something and she'd like spe- uh, squeeze them in the cartoon and they yeah. pop out and like do her lips yeah and then she'd throw them away loved that I re- totally I remember in the movie watching it today and I was like no that was like yeah. the best part of the whole thing with her yeah. and she just didn't didn't do it also um, her tentacles like sentient can they like do their own thing because she was talking and they were pulling shit off the shelves yeah. and she was like yelling at them they are because don't octopus's legs each have their own functioning brain i don't know i don't know i feel like it might have made that up but, uh, but either way uh, like but, it felt like they were sentient what was a little weird about this movie is how much time she spent upside down ursula it's like in she those was, poses she was always like Climbing the wall and like hanging upside down yeah. or like laying or like she was never like standing. standing. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Ursula, like in the original Disney movie, like she at least like stood. Like when Miss M- Melissa McCarthy, like she ra- rarely in this movie, like stood on her tentacles. Like she was doing like Playboy was, poses, like <laughs> laying down with her hands out. It's, it's like, like she what? Was, like she definitely had way less bones in yeah. this one. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a no bone zone. It's a no bone zone in this movie. But yeah, because she was just like hanging from the ceiling. She and, did like, like, it was like, she moved like an octopus. Uzi. She, I, she moved right, like Right, like she moved a lot more like an actual octopus would. Right. It's just like, it was a little, a little creepy. Yeah. And I, I do agree that I, I will say, like you said earlier, um, it follows the original. Distracting. It was distracting. To was see. it? I didn't think it was that distracting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't care all that much, but. Like you said, I was I was upset that we didn't see her more, but you were 100% right. It follows the story kind of... She's not like the main character. She's just supposed to be like, hey, every once in a while we got to see her fucking with Ariel and I mean, that's she's it. she's the evil. She's the, yeah. the evil person. Yes. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I just like, when yeah. you have a name like Melissa McCarthy, I just want to see her all the time. Yeah. I have to also say I hated the casting of Eric. I don't really? know who I would have rather have seen, but I just did not like that guy. I liked he it. looked just like him. Yeah. That I remember, but like... I just didn't care about him at all. I thought he was cute. I liked him. The actor was just like lackluster for me. I don't know who... I couldn't pick because this is a musical and I don't fucking watch musicals ever. Hmm. So I wouldn't have picked anyone. You say... I don't know who you'd say, but like... I just... This actor just didn't do it for me. I just didn't like really anything that he was doing, to be honest. Any scene he had pretty much pulled me out of the movie. No. That's why I went to the bath. I went to the bathroom. I missed like maybe five minutes of this because I had to go take a piss and we were all the way in the back row and I had to like make my way down. So I missed like a few minutes... 
And I was okay with that because I was like, oh, it's Eric scene. I'm out. I'll go to the yeah. bathroom now. I don't care. You know what storyline with Eric that I don't know if it was in the original one? Hmm. That he wasn't actually... He was adopted. That he was adopted. Yeah. And this one, so they found him or something and he was adopted. They said he and washed so up on the he's not actually a blood prince. Like, he's not actually born into it. Right. I don't know if that was in the first one. I wouldn't fucking know. And, like, why would they make such a big deal about that, addressing that, if we didn't, like, find out, like... Some like mysterious thing of being like, oh, he they came made a, from the sea too. They like, made a huge point to say he washed up on the beach multiple times, and it's yeah. like, where's this going? Yeah, and I don't think they did that in the first one yeah. at all. Yeah, and so it's just like, why would they? What because the queen is black? It also right maybe because they like we have to cast Eric, and they picked a black actress to play the mom, and they're like, well, this doesn't make sense, which it could make sense. Look at me and my sister, you know what I mean? Like it could happen. Yeah, so it's just like they made the story about like he was adopted, he washed up on sea. I was like. They should have said, like, he washed up on... And he, the other thing about him... It just went nowhere. I know what you like, mean. He, like, has a call to, like, explore and to, like, go to different places of the sea and, like, all of this. And it's like, well, maybe that's because he's from the sea. You like, know, you now know? that you say it, wow, that's, like... It did bother me that they kept saying that. And, and I never, like... It did, like it wasn't, like... I don't know. I didn't, like... It wasn't that bothered. But it did bother me when they kept bringing up, this. he's not my son... I found him on the sea, but I like he's my child. I love him. And it's like, yeah. okay, where is this going, though? What's right. the point of this? And then for it not to go anywhere, it right. felt like, oh, because he has a calling to the ocean, potentially? Is yeah. that what the whole thing is? Yeah, or? and I don't remember, like, from the first movie, like, the original, like, he was not that character. Like, he wasn't, like, a big explorer, right. like, wanted to go to all the different ends of the earth right. and explore everything and find new undiscovered, like, discovered land. How does and the just, original one end? They just get married and they stay there. Okay, because in this one, it's a completely different ending. Yeah. She, like, they, like, get married, get hitched, and then they get on a little boat and ride out yeah. to a bigger boat, and then they're gone. They're going to go explore uncharted waters. Yeah, so it's just, like, why did they make such a big deal about him, ha- like, being called? Like, he didn't want to be on the land. Like, he wanted to be on the sea. I think I think what they're going for is to just show you that when, at the end, when they do decide to leave and go back into the, into the water and explore... It's because he also had a calling to the water. That's my yeah. whole thing. Is like potentially, I think that's where it was going with it. Like, I, I you know, you came from the water. You got to go back on the water. He loves being on the water. And I think potentially at the ending, like, oh, okay, it makes sense that he would want to leave rather than have yeah. him be like, I have my duties as a king, and See, then get. I in the was boat just gonna leave. complain about that because like he is the only heir to that throne, right. and we didn't see a father. He died. I'm pretty sure. Didn't they mention that? I don't remember, sure. actually. You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm but not even just sure. just the, the mom, the queen. And so, like, it's like he is the only heir to this throne, to this country, like, to this island. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, meh. I actually leaned over to you and she said, we're going to go explore Uncharted Waters. I was like, they're going to die. Like, they're <laughs> going to go out to the middle of nowhere and just fucking drown. That's what's yeah. going to happen. I would have preferred the OG ending, I think. Yes. So that was, I'm honestly, uh, that was the thing I was going to talk about. Yeah, let's, let's talk the, about it then. In the OG ending, like, they have this, like, big, like, celebration at the end where, like, all, like, the mermaids come and, like, they're celebrating with the humans and it's, like, a ma- like they are got married. They like, kind of do wedding. that, though. They kind of do that. Right, but it's at the end. Yeah, yeah. And they're already like, married for somehow or something. They're some already, shit. which... If you're gonna have a Disney movie, you gotta show the freaking wedding. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be. I want to see the dress, all right? Yeah. Like, I want to see all that stuff. And Fair they were just like, the wedding had happened. They're married and they're leaving, and you don't get to see any of that. And like in the original The Little Mermaid, like I'm pretty sure they had like this big thing, like party on like a ship, and so all the mermaids were like, right around the edge of the hmm. the ship, and so that was kind of upsetting to me. I would have preferred. Have I think that. they stayed. I mean, only because it would have been like nice for her to be able to the print to the throne. Yeah, and she would it would have been nice for her to be able to like stay there and like have a relationship with her friends still and her father. Yeah. And instead of they're just like, hey, deuces, we're gonna go explore. Which fine, fine, because Ariel Ariel's whole thing is she wants to see the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I just like, I don't know, cut the wind from under my sail, and I was like yeah. riding on a high. To I want to like, see oh, the they're freaking leaving. wedding. All right, I want to see the royal wedding, and I want to see yeah. her dress, and I want to see all that, and they didn't do it. Can I, a thing that I want to, like, not not to, like, jump off gears, but uh, I also want to say that the scenes I do remember from the original one, the the remake that we just watched, shot for shot, pretty much the same. Uh, one of them is my favorite scene from the original one, where they're like, uh, kiss the girl, I, I love yeah, yeah, that yeah. scene. And I even bumped your shoulder when, even, I'm pretty sure in the cartoon, if I remember correctly, they're showing the moon on the water, and the paddle breaks the moon mm-hmm. when they're paddling. 
I love that shot. And they did it in this one. And I bumped your shoulder. And I was like, they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. Like, that scene felt shot for shot exactly how it looked in the cartoon that I remember. So that is like one scene that stuck with me. And I thought that they did a great job just actually following through and doing that specific yeah. scene. Also like that they gave the island more of a um, island vibe. Yeah, and I like they seeing explored like the, the, island the, a little the, more. the village yeah. and like all their like fruit and shops and like yeah. the spirit of that. They, their culture. We got to see yeah. their culture whereas I don't remember in the cartoon. I shouldn't be saying that because I don't remember the cartoon like that portion. But exploring the island's culture a little more. It wasn't like a massive part of the movie. But they have fun in this. They like go down and they're playing music and they're just dancing and having a good time and there's these shopkeepers it's like a it's like what is it called like a bazaar or whatever and there's like a bunch of like these open shops and mm-hmm. they're just like oh do you want to try this and i really really just enjoyed getting to feel the island as like a real thing like mm-hmm. the island felt like a tangible place that you could go whereas in the cartoon i don't remember shit from the island you know what yeah. i mean yeah um i would like to say i also like how they like did ariel on this one like in the original one like ariel seems like kind of like ditzy when she gets on land Mm -hmm. and like she's using the like she's sitting at the dinner table like using the fork to brush her hair that doesn't happen in this one like she does use the fork but it's like down on the street and it's over the top sees her yeah but like in the movie like she's like sitting at the dinner table and she's like brushing her hair with this fork and she just seems like really like kind of like ditzy and crazy like they did a much better job of like She's just one to explore. She can't talk, she's but curious. she's not an idiot. Right. She's just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not down like... I, th- I love that scene that you actually equated it to because she uses the dingle hopper. What's she yeah, call it? A dingle hopper. Whatever it is. And she takes it and she's just twirling her hair. It's a fork. And she starts twirling her hair, but it's such a subtle moment. Only two people even see it. Yeah. And she just puts it down and walks away. She's like, okay, that's clearly not what you're supposed to do. She didn't seem ditzy. She was doing the thing... It felt like it was a natural thing for her to do. She puts it down and she's like, okay, clearly that's not what it's for after being seen by two people. But she just moves on. Uh It doesn't feel like she's... She's not an idiot. She's just curious. Yeah. And And I liked that because she never felt like a theatrical... Like, it never felt over-the-top theatrically stupid. Yeah. And I feel like in the original The Little Mermaid, like, when she's on land and she can't talk, like, they make her seem like she's an idiot and Mm -hmm. she's stupid and she's weird. But she is a little weird because she doesn't understand things. But they also don't make it seem like she's... Ditzy. Yeah, she just never came across as an idiot. She just, yeah. and I appreciate like, that. Like, she was still, like, you could tell she had, like, depth to her. And I feel like right. in the other one, like, she had some intelligence. there. Yeah, the only part she really struggled with was, like, the walking. And that's yeah. explained away by them being like, well, she was at gravity. sea for so long. You know what I mean? She's never experienced gravity, which is her reasoning. But, like, when she gets there, and they're like, oh, she can't walk well. They're just like, yeah, because she was in the she's sea, exhausted. man. She's just exhausted. Yeah. Like, I liked that. I appreciated that. I did appreciate yeah. that. Um, one of my biggest issues. With musicals, <laughs> is how over the top and over exaggerated and over dramatic the acting and the story can be. We just watched Dear Evan Hansen. Good <laughs> lord, terrible. No, hated it. It was good. It was hated really it. good. My issue with musicals is that they are so over the top and they don't handle very sophisticated topics <laughs> with any sort of decorum or grace. Oh my god. That said, though, watching this, it never felt like I was watching a theater play yeah this musical felt like a and that could be because the origin is you know hey this is it's a disney movie, it's a disney movie. It's but the story a, felt tight concise and it never felt over exaggerated except for aquafina's part which is the only over exaggerated portion and i <laughs> love that it was it fit perfectly but part of my issue with theater is that with musicals is that feels more like theatrical mm-hmm. like i should be sitting in a play hall and watching people on stage do this shit there's a time and a place for that. And these movies is not... Like, musicals should not feel that way. And I love that they never went that way with this movie. They never took it down a, well, it's a musical, so we gotta be over the top and over-exaggerated. They yeah. kept it. These people were acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was and having Javier Bardem there would just gave it more, like, class and more of a solid reputation heading in. Who's like that? Uh, he played Triton. Oh, um, yeah. Seeing him there was just, like... It just gave it a, a level of, like respect going in that okay this isn't going to be buffoonish and and goofy which is my issue with a lot of musicals is they yeah. feel goofy also one thing that we talked about with evan dear evan hansen <laughs> is that are they singing in real life or <laughs> is this just like what we're seeing in this movie it felt like they were actually singing yeah during those points and i had no issue with that because mm-hmm. it's never like they're like it never feels as if the whole cast is just like in tune and dancing with everybody and they're like they know all the right beats to be in motion with everybody and like they chore- like they choreographed this thing for months and-, and it felt authentic when they were actually singing in this where it was mm-hmm. spur of the moment specific example 
when they're on the kiss the girl part and they're like well we need to get them in the mood and they use the instrument that like yeah. they use the things around them to make the song loved it because it never once felt like okay this is a cheapo everybody suddenly knows how to do the choreography <laughs> because it was just three fucking animals it was a seagull or whatever the fuck it was a fish and a crab and then like all these other like animals just making no- natural noises you know what i mean it yeah. didn't it was nice i appreciated that because when we're watching evan hansen and they're like all the people are running down the hall. You can't compare to I that am though, because it's the most recent musical we watched. We watched it yesterday, and they're like running down the hall, or High School Musical, and they're running down the hall, and everyone's doing the same dance moves, and you're like, "There's no fucking way." Okay, I'm sorry. I know you have to suspend your disbelief, but I fucking can't with this shit. <laughs> and this movie did a good job of not making me feel like I was watching something that could not possibly be. Yeah. There's no way those people are going to know choreographed moves. And I appreciate that they never went down that road. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Uh-huh. Because the one time it did was with the fish in the ocean. And that makes sense to me because they're fucking animals. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned the actor that plays Triton. And yep, I remember the, before the movie you were saying that people were upset because he wasn't in more of the movie. Yeah. But honestly, he was in it way more than the original Triton. 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 You said it. <laughs> you said it. But he was, yeah, he was in it way more than the in the original movie. You know, I have to say, the few reviews I read did say that if you're going to have a name like Javier Bardem, you need to use him appropriately, which I kind of said in Melissa McCarthy, but they stuck to the story and I appreciate that. I like Some of them were like, you're going to only see him for like six minutes and that's a bummer because he's awesome. He's on screen for like 20 minutes in total yeah. and he's very, very much a main player in yeah. this movie. I like, was like, what are these people his, complaining about? He had his own scenes in yeah. this movie where it was just like him and Sebastian. And I don't think that ever happened. I was going to say, I'm confident there's no way they got all those scenes from the original movie. Yeah. I, I truly don't believe it. And to see... He was on screen plenty and I was like, yeah, they used him appropriately. Yeah. Because he's not the main focus here. We don't need to no, see him. It's not and they gave him. him a few extra scenes and it's like, yeah, he killed it when he was on screen. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Javier Bardem's going to rise to the occasion every the time. end when he's mm-hmm. like... Gives himself yeah. over. Oh, at the end, no, end no, when he's no, like, bye, when, I love well, you. No, when he like... is. Ariel's sitting on the rock staring at the That was good. Sand, I like that. And he was just like, I can't protect her up here. Mm-hmm. And, and then he turns her into Sebastian's human. like, yeah, but maybe you should just let her go, dude. Yeah. And that scene is actually really good because, uh, again, Javier Bardem is fantastic, but he's, he's got like, tears in his eyes. eyes and it, looked yeah. really, it, looked, it was really powerful. It was a really good scene. He's just, he's her dad. Obviously, he doesn't want her to go somewhere where he can't visit her. Right. Obviously. any parent would. Right. Because you're, I mean, it's completely different. Like, he's underwater. He literally cannot go up on land and be like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? I do real quick just want to touch on... There were some parts in this where I was like, damn, okay. Not like scary, but like maybe as a kid it would be hard to watch. Like, um, specifically the shark scene. I was like, I had yeah. I was like, God damn, they're actually like going hard on this. But also the scene where Triton gives over the trident and <laughs> is blown to pieces by Ursula. Yeah. And then Ursula killing her own eels. Like decayed. Yeah, he like just sort of like Marvel snapped well, away. Because, he like just dissipated. Because, like, the eels are electrifying him to the point mm-hmm. where like he literally like burns from the inside. Yeah. yeah. But you also had the scene where Ursula literally blew them to chunks. Yeah. That was fucking like, whoa. The little girl next to us was like, are they done? Are they done now? To the <laughs> to the uh, eels. And I was like, god damn. They just like blew them to chunks. Like, fucking A. And another scene that I think uh, would terrify me. I don't even have a problem admitting it. Is when they're swimming by the sea cave. Ariel and them. And the camera flows into the cave. And you just see the eyes appear. I was like, yo, they better fucking <laughs> cut this shit out now. I'm not playing games, dude. I will walk out. That was fucking terrifying. Oh, I don't like God. water, okay? And when I can't see things in the water, I don't like it even more. And to see just the eyes, I was like, fuck this yeah. shit. I am out of here. It's actually really intense. Um, Another part that was like kind of disappointing is when Ursula uses the trident and becomes like... This big, huge, massive creature. Creature. Thing. I feel like we, we didn't see enough detail about her. She's very blurry. Like I, you couldn't see her face. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see like you couldn't see like ex- exactly what she became. I agree with that, but also I have to say that I don't mind that they didn't mainly because it, it leaves a little bit to the imagination, which is nice. Because yeah. like, is she deformed? Is she defigured? You only get very quick glimpses. But I will say, as a child, I would be very disappointed to see her become a sea creep. This massive sea creature. And just not see any details on it. Like, oh, come on. I don't mind so much now, though, because my imagination can figure it out. Also, Eric helped Ariel defeat her a lot more. This was definitely an Ariel heavy, like, I'm going to save this day right now. Which is fine. I didn't mind. I, You know, I didn't really care. Uh, Was there anything else specifically you want to talk about before we move on to the next section? I don't think so. Okay. 
So that pretty much wraps up our thoughts, I think. We're going to go ahead and jump into the next section where we give our top two favorite scenes. So she's going to give her favorite scene. I'm going to give my favorite scene. But with this, we're also going to give out our favorite musical number. So we'll go ahead and do that now. So you picked the movie, so you were going to get to go first. What was your favorite scene and what was your favorite musical number from this? So my favorite scene is when Ariel and Eric um, go on their little outing. Mm-hmm. And first off, they're in the, the horse-drawn carriage. And he, he lets her drive and she's just like whipping it around. <laughs> and he's just like, you can see like the thrill in his eyes. He's like, this girl got a little something. something. Yeah. He's, always, like, he's like terrified. He's also like interested. <laughs> he's like, oh, intriguing. <laughs> Um, so I love that. And then it goes into the scene of the, like down in the village and all the, like the salespeople being like fresh coconut. Like, I just love that vibe. And then they're all dancing. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely my favorite scene. Cause it gives the island a bit more of like an actual yeah. flavor. You know what I mean? I get you that. That is, I knew that was going to be a favorite scene. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. And as for your favorite musical number, I pretty much, I, I could probably guess what it is, but what is it? So I feel like I have to choose multiple. Okay. You get one. You only get no, one. No, you only no, get no, one. No, no, no. I'm gonna choose one for vocals. Okay, so now that you think you're, now that you're co-host, you get to make up the rules. Is that what it is? I'm calling the shots. <laughs> okay. All right. So give her a little power, man. <laughs> so vocally, the best song is "Part of Your World." That's the one I, I knew. Yeah, you're and singing that's the that song all I morning. sing all the time. Yeah. Like I love, I love that song. Yeah. And vocally, like Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Halle Bailey. <laughs> I got you to say it. Halle Bailey. Carries the vocals in the entire movie. She's so, so like powerful. having her that like it's, that own song is just it was amazing mm-hmm. vocally. It was beautiful. Visually, it's under the sea. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes. Yeah. Like that is the most exciting visually to watch, and you're like really excites your brain. It also has this cool moment where it flashes. It's literally. Like, Point two seconds, point two seconds, point two seconds, point two seconds on these different animals. Yeah. With the timing of the beat. Mm-hmm. And it is like that scene specifically is like it's you're taking in so much so fast that you can't help but be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you're just like yeah. really into it. Nothing lingers in that scene. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Vocally, auditorily, <laughs> the best song is part of your world. But visually, under the seas. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene from the whole movie is, is my favorite scene from, as growing up, is when Ariel jumps on the rocks and the wave comes up over her, uh, over the top of her. Oh, yeah? When she's, like, part of, she's singing Party of the World again. Uh-huh. And David, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric is, like, carted off the beach and she jumps up in timing of the wave. I was, I love that scene mm-hmm. and to, like, see it play out in real life and actually have it look pretty good was yeah was really nice because that's a pretty important scene because it's not like the end all be all of the movie but like that seems important because it's got so much power and passion in it that like you have to nail it or it's just not going to work and she nailed it yeah ariel nailed it barry bally the way was big enough whatever was big enough yeah everything looked really tight it looked good as for my favorite song scuttlebutt it has to be (laughs) when we were watching it when it first started scuttlebutt isn't in the original one if you haven't heard it, it rivals Peaches, in my opinion, because it's Aquafina just rapping to give Ariel the information that she needs to know that Eric is going to propose to someone, and she thinks it's her, but it's not. That it's it's also really fast, and I love it because there's not a fast song. It doesn't. Or it's not a slow song. It doesn't linger. It is you know yeah, straight Kyle to the point. Doesn't like the songs with feelings and like it's not that. I just have like music. the slow, like beautiful vocals. He wants the like. Scuttlebutt. It was funny. It's catchy. It's scuttlebutt. Like, it's just sketchy. And I also love the energy that it brought to the audience because there's a little girl in the front row in front of us just like she shot up and started throwing her hands around. Like she knew the lyrics of the song and she's rapping. And I was like, that girl gets yeah, it. That's, that's the energy you need to have with this. If you haven't heard that song, please go listen because it's so fucking funny. When it yeah. first started, I was like, I don't want to hear Aquafina sing ever again. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. This could have been cut for time, people. Yeah, she's not. She can't be singing vocally. Rapping is all she can do. But when we got into it and she was like really going to town, I was like, damn, she is killing this shit. Like, I love it. Give me more of this. I don't mind at all. So that is, uh, that's my favorite song. My favorite scene is Ariel popping over the rocks. 
We are going to give our final thoughts, our rating, our MVPs, and we're going to get out of here. Okay, so you, again, picked the movie. You get to go first for your overall thoughts, ratings, and MVP of the movie. All right, so definitely you have to see this movie. I would recommend seeing it in theaters just for like the the theater vibe, like seeing it on that big of a screen. Like it was, a, it's a great movie. If you don't get the chance to see it in theaters, like you definitely need to see it at some point. My rating, I'm going to have to give it, are we allowed to do point fives or can we only do? You can, yeah, points? you can go from zero to five. All right. So for my rating, um, so by my rating, I'm going to have to give this, and I know Kyle is going to be very upset with my score. Four Dinglehoppers. Four Dinglehoppers. Okay, that's a mighty fine score, my friend. That means this movie was fantastic. It was in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, the music was just so good. Like, it just sounded, like, amazing. It was beautiful. Loved it. Love Halle Bailey. Mm-hmm. Honestly loved the chemistry with Eric. Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. as Ursula. Love it. Mm-hmm. My MVP... I mean, I got, I got to give it to Halle Bailey. Okay. Like, you fair, have I mean, to give fair, it to Ariel. It's about Ariel. And her vocals through every song she got to have vocals in just, like, carried the song. Oh, my God. She was, ex- yeah, just absolutely yeah. heads and shoulders better than anyone else who yeah. even tried. Fantastic. I will say that I think this movie is definitely must-watch if you're a fan of The Little Mermaid. It, I feel <laughs> for like... For everyone, it, babe. It's it, a must-watch well, for everyone. I would probably It will make not. you a fan of The Little Mermaid. I will probably... I will admit I probably wouldn't have watched this if you hadn't made me. I would have skipped it no. completely. I don't like Disney remakes, but I am glad that I got to see it because it just has so much energy. It brings such a fun... It's such a fun, good time, and I urge you to go see it in theaters if you haven't. Because there's such an energy with the audience, too, that just, like, makes you have fun. Everyone there yeah. is there for a good time. No one was in there, like, boohooing or being rude or talking over anything or on their phone. Everybody was engrossed in the movie, and I appreciate that. Potentially, my grade might be a little high uh, just because of the ambiance in the theater and <laughs> the way it felt in the theater. And also, I have no strong feelings one way or the other about the original. So it, it wasn't like I was destroying my nostalgia with this. Or this was tickling my nostalgia. This was just like another movie I was watching. So that might like factor into my grade. But overall I'm going to give this three and a half Dinglehoppers. Wow. This is definitely something I feel <laughs> like. This was this was really, really good. I had such a fun time. It was a pleasant surprise because I was nervous when they first announced they were doing it. As I am with all live action adaptations. But this one was just so much fun. I had a blast. Not once was I like, oh, man, they shouldn't have made this. Yeah. I had no issues with them going forward with this while I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? This this is one that definitely works because not all of them work. This one works. My MVP, though, is uh, Sebastian. I have <laughs> yeah, to give yeah. it to him. David Diggs is phenomenal. His, his The way he just played Sebastian carrying him was like the energy he had was so much fun he was 99% of the comedy in this too he made this more interesting for me because without that without him and that extra layer of comedy I would have been completely disassociated from this movie I would not have given a shit I think he kept me engaged because the constant laughs with him made me pay attention more throughout the movie I probably could have zoned out through the entirety of this movie if it weren't for him so I think he really held it together that's not to say that um Bailey didn't absolutely blow the fucking roof off with her vocals. Hallie. Hallie Bailey. She was just like amazing. Her vocals were incredible. So she would be my MVP after I would say David Diggs. So I, I won't disagree with you that she's phenomenal. Yeah. But without without David Diggs as Sebastian, I don't think this even comes close to being a three and a half, three and a half <laughs> for me. So there you have it, folks. That is the first inaugural episode of Date Night officially in the books. Get ready to hear my lovely voice every week, guys. <laughs> Today I'm a little, I'm a little stuffy. I've been fighting a cold for the past few days. My voice may sound a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but I, you'll still hear it every week. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate everyone who did listen to these date night episodes when I was doing with a side of franchise, and I appreciate everyone who didn't coming over and listening. You can get updates on the podcast at movie guy underscore Kai. I'll be updating 
the podcast information there. You can follow me on TikTok at movieguy underscore Kai, where I have lists I break down and, and review movies and shit over there. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at thatboykyle777. Uh, we're going to go ahead and actually tackle the boogeyman next week. That is my big, pick. Big switch. Big switch. That is my pick. And we're also getting to see it early. So I am just like huge Stephen King fan. My dick can only get so hard, but they keep trying to make it harder by letting us see it early. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be our next episode. Cass doesn't have any social media handles for you to follow because she doesn't want you guys to. So, Oh, no. You can definitely follow if you want to. It's just it's probably not going to have anything to do with the podcast. Yeah. And, and uh, all the handles that I just gave you for me are also just specifically about movies and the podcast. So if you want updates on this, check me out over there because I'll be updating for the podcast yeah. uh, for both of us. And eventually we, we might make a page for... This podcast, yeah. As the, as we we'll go let down, you know yeah. As we go down that road, we'll figure it out, and we'll update you guys on that too. If if we decide to do that, so thank you so much for listening to the first ever date night official date night podcast episode. Uh, go back and listen because we have what six or seven episodes backed up that you can listen to. Um, so yeah, just everybody love everybody, and <laughs> go watch the Little Fucking Mermaid, you pricks. <laughs>